Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Woo, woo. You know it. Yeah, still trying to get a hold of that guy. I don't know where he is. Anyway, we're back live from Cleveland at the Republican National Convention. Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. We're, you know, winding down our week-long coverage from Cleveland. Tonight's the last night. Donald Trump will speak. The balloons will fall from the ceiling of the Quicken Loans Arena, and then everyone will go home. And it's as simple as that, and this uh, place will go from absolutely crowded and bumping back to regular, which talking to a lot of the people around town here in Cleveland, they can't wait till everything's gone. A lot of them didn't even work this week. They said, we're taking this week off, we're using our vacation, maybe we're working from home, we're getting out of here. We don't want any part of the convention, I can't blame them. All right, we're taking your calls on uh, Donald Trump, what do you want to hear from him tonight, but also Ted Cruz, and what happened last night. He didn't endorse Donald Trump, and then he doubled down on it today at a breakfast in in front of the uh, Texas delegation, I believe. He talked a a little bit about why he made the speech that he made last night and basically said, hey, you called my wife ugly, you called me Lion's Head, you said my dad assassinated JFK, and then, oh yeah, you called me a pussy on top of it, and all of a sudden, two months later, I'm supposed to uh, bend over, kiss the ring, and endorse you? I thought it was uh, the most real speak we've heard from Ted Cruz maybe ever and uh, have heard from a politician maybe this week. Now, did it kill his political career? Uh, Probably. I believe all the pundits. I believe Michael Caputo, who came out and said he wants to run in 2020. There's no shot now. But I think it was the thing to do. If that's what he believes, why would you want him to say anything different? Jack and Derby, you're on WBEN. Thank you for taking my call, Brian. Um, my biggest problem with Ted Cruz, and well, let me ask you this first of all. I, I know you're a young whippersnapper. Uh, do you remember the TV series Green Acres? I remember the theme song. Okay. Well, does that count? Does remember that series. Uh, every time I see Ted Cruz, it reminds me of Mr. Haney in Green Acres. Now, everyone over 50 will get that reference. Everyone under 50 will be scratching their heads. But having said that, Brian, and my dislike for Ted Cruz, I'm afraid to say that I kind of have to agree with you. I mean, you invite someone to speak unless you know what they're going to say, you know, all bets are off. And let me ask you this, Brian, if I, we can go question and answer. Would Jay Leno have let David Letterman on his show and given him the mic if he knew what David Letterman was going to say, if he didn't know what David Letterman was going to say? Absolutely not. Okay. Would Fritz von Erich have given Michael P.S. Hayes the microphone if he didn't know what he was going to say? You wouldn't even see them in the same car together, only the same building if they were coming to blows. I have to agree with you. And finally, to get into the 21st century, would Vince McMahon 
McMahon had given CM Punk the microphone if he didn't know what he was going to say. He did, and it blew up in his face. Absolutely blew up all over the place and changed history as we know it. Well, not history. That's going a little too far. But I think the point is this. You give someone an open mic, you don't count on anything. Trust in politics is an oxymoron. Or what's the word I'm looking for? What's the phrase? A contradiction in terms, Brian? I think the phrase that you're looking for is simply don't give a live microphone to somebody you've spent half a year insulting. I agree with that. And I'll just leave you with the thoughts of a person, um, kind of a, I don't want to say a political expert, but a political commentator smarter than both of us put together. His name was Bobby Heenan, and he said, never give up the microphone. That's right. Jack out in Derby. Thank you once again for the call. Perfect analogies there. Green Acres might have uh, went over some heads, but the rest of them didn't. Tammy out in Grand Island. Tammy, you're on WBEN. Hey, Brian. Thanks. I have to disagree with you. I think uh, Ted Cruz enjoyed the benefits of being a Republican, and all it brought him, he got elected by being a Republican. It was his job to endorse him. Hey, listen, people change parties, though. People change. Donald Trump wasn't always a Republican. No, no, that's true, but Ted Cruz is. And Ted Cruz has enjoyed the benefit of the Republican Party. And you can't just, and you get hung up on this pledge that it sounds childish, but you're missing the essence behind the pledge. And it's to avoid just what happens. You, if you are pledging that you're going to throw your support behind the candidate who wins the primaries, that's why you do it. You call it a pledge, call it whatever you want, but the essence is you're not going to disrupt this party because your feelings are hurt. If, so if he was elected president, then are we to believe that if a foreign leader insulted his wife, then he's going to take his marbles and go home? It's politics. He got in the ring with Donald Trump. Well, here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish in a second, but let me interrupt here. Uh, Ted Cruz is not a political dummy. You don't become a, a senator and you don't uh, make it that far in the race for the White House by being stupid politically. So he had to know that by doing what he did, he was going to kill himself in the, the Republican primary, or excuse me, in the Republican Party, and... He, if he wants to run in 2020, it's going to be that much harder for him because people are going to hold that grudge, yet he still did what he did. So if he knows what the consequences are going to be, doesn't that make you look at him any differently? No, I think you're giving him far too much credit. I watched, that, I watched him almost jeering at the New York delegation when he was saying um, that he... Uh, um, what did he say that he was impressed by the? Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, I can't remember the words he used, but he was. If you looked at his face, I kind of wanted to smack him because he kind of. It was like saying, "No, I'm not going to endorse him. Uh, I, I'm. I like your enthusiasm, but no, I'm not going to endorse him." And he almost was jeering at them. I, don't, I think you're giving him too much credit, saying that he knew that by doing that he was going to not get support in 2020. I think that he knew 
exactly what he was doing as far as getting out there and making it a platform for 2020. And he was hoping that by coming out this morning with this, oh, you know, it was an honor of my wife and, you know, that whole thing, that he was going to win support over and people were going to, you know, just like he did, just like you did. You said that before he came out with that this morning, you thought he was a sleazebag. Your first impression was right. He's still a sleazebag. Hey, hey, I, I didn't say that he uh, he wasn't anymore. I, I still think that way. I just think he acted like a real person for the first time. That, to me, to me. And you're saying that's exactly what he wants me to think. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what he wants you to think. I think we are still going to see him in 2020. Um, well, you know, a lot can happen in, in that time period. But I do think that he was setting himself up for it. I think he didn't think he was going to get the fallout that he did. I think he was thinking that people were going to be like, good for you, you stuck to your guns. But the bottom line is, the real Republicans were sitting there saying, look it, we don't always agree with each other on everything. But there's a basic, fundamental part of being a Republican. And at this point, we are now all unified as we mental point. So, Wow, I did get in the ring with Donald Trump, but I didn't expect him to fight as hard as he did. All this stuff. You know, okay, you know, maybe did Donald Trump cross the line? Whatever, like I said, Ted Cruz is being paid for it. He, He reaped the benefits of the Republican Party. It was his job to go through with it and, and endorse him or stay home. And as far as Donald Trump giving him a live mic, you know, I kind of respect that, too, because he saw the speech. He said, you know what? If he's going to be a jerk, go ahead. Here's your national platform. Show everybody that they can't trust your word. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Tammy, I appreciate the call and the thoughts. You're right. It works both ways. If Trump didn't know or maybe they did know what he was, go- what he was going to say, they did know what to expect. They handed them the mic. They said, go, go ahead and do it. You know, a few things to hit on. One, you mentioned um, him kind of taunting, jeering the uh, New York delegation. He said, uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm of the New York delegation. He sounded exactly like Gary Bettman. Every time he goes out, uh, whether it's to uh, present the cup or if you were in Buffalo at the NHL draft, he just steps on the stage and gets booed and jeered endlessly. And I think he says that exact same line. I appreciate the enthusiasm. He had his Gary Bettman moment, uh, just like the NHL commissioner. Uh, I think that if Ted Cruz was looking toward 2020, I, I still think he had to know what to expect. And I believe every single political pundit who was on our station today who said, that this was a, a terrible move for Ted Cruz if he wants to run in 2020, and I can't believe that he just would be oblivious to that fact because to a, a lot of Republicans, he completely alienated himself. And to me, he looked like he was acting like a real person for the first time I've ever seen him in front of a camera. So I think if you... Th- if you are were watching him and saying he was solely thinking about 2020, he wouldn't have doubled down this morning and said, this is why I didn't endorse him. I'm not going to support him.
He also said, I was reading some of the reports coming out of that speech that he gave this morning, and somebody said, well, who do you want us to vote for? I would have loved to, the response to be, whoever you think you should vote for. I, people still are waiting. What good, what good does an endorsement do? Apparently a lot, because there are people there who will shout, who should I vote for, as if they have no brain of their own. And so I guess the endorsement is important still for some people who just don't know who they're going to vote for. I think it's pretty clear if you support Ted Cruz, you're probably going to vote Donald Trump. And that's the way it's going to go. Hey, we're late on a break. We're live from Cleveland at the Republican National Convention. If you're on hold, please stick with us. We'll get to you right after the break. 803-0930 is the number. Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. Welcome back to WBEN. You know, Andrew WK is running for president as part of the party party. I ran into a couple people who were running for president today. I saw uh, a Prius, I believe, with a banner on the side that said, I forget his name. It was like something Harris. Maybe it was our own Alan Harris running for president, driving a Prius around town, wanting everyone to know who to vote for. I also ran into a magician. His name was Gilligan, Gilligan the Magician, and he was running for president. He wanted to know that he wanted to make America magical again. That's what it said. He had a little tip jar that uh, he, he put campaign contributions over the word tips just to let everyone know where the money was going. Average campaign contribution, only 25 cents in your face, Bernie. That's what he was saying. And you know uh, that there's a lot of weird people in Cleveland when the magician running for president of the United States is just walked by and nobody cares. However, I was carrying a cookie that was about the size of my face. And I was stopped by nearly everybody. Where'd you get that? I said, there's a magician running for president. Eh, no one cares. Simon, you're on WBEN. Hey, Brian. Yeah, actually, um, I'm not too sure I totally disagree. I, I, I was a little confused by your characterization of Ted, but I think we're on the same page. The only thing that I would ask of you, Brian, is did you see when Ted called Mitch McConnell a liar to his face on the floor of the Senate. Did you see that? Because that wasn't very politicianist, politician-ish. Did you see when he, I don't know, was spearheaded the fight against Obamacare to shut the government down? Did you see that? Because that wasn't all that politician-ish. Uh, if you're talking about a stump... That was very, poli- <laughs> very politician-ish, if you ask me. Calling the Senate Majority Leader a liar to his face. That's politician Really. Listen, I, I, I've been on the campaign trail. No other candidate on the Republican side, uh, maybe even or on the Democratic side, came off as much. No, maybe Hillary is uh, up there as far as this uh, characterization. But nobody else seemed as rehearsed as much of a politician as Ted Cruz. And I don't say that in a good way. He came off uh, slimy at every turn on the campaign trail and to me for the first time this morning he came off as a real person while speaking in front of a crowd well that that's the same guy he's always been brian and to all these other people before especially the mr haney guy what oh oh i'm sorry that's right uh donald trump's hair looks just perfectly normal there's nothing odd about that at all is there but let me tell you folks something you people out there you trump supporters and yeah i'm gonna vote for him 
holding my friggin' nose, I'm going to vote for him. But let me tell you people something, because that New York Times interview, that happened. You know, the one that they say off the, off the record, he doesn't mean a damn thing he's saying. That happened, okay? And there are those of us who pay attention to those things. So to all you people out there, we're not going to forget about Let me tell you who Ted Cruz is. Ted Cruz is the guy a year from now who's going to be saying, Mr. President, you told the American people you were going to build a wall. That's who Ted Cruz is. For all you people out there, we're not going to forget. Don't worry. I'm not going to forget either. Simon, I'm taking it you liked Ted Cruz's remarks last night. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right. Simon, thank you for your thoughts on WBEN. Uh, let's, uh, nope, nope, we should uh, head to a break right now. Uh, just a reminder, at about 9 is when, if you want to get in, 803-0930, now's the time to get in because at about 9 we'll go to ABC News, we'll go down to the convention floor and hear from uh, Ivanka Trump, hear from Donald Trump, Peter Thiel, I believe also. He's on the list of speakers tonight. And uh, it's the big finale to the convention. I'm, uh, I'm heading out just a bit early so I can go down on the floor myself. So if you want to get in on Ted Cruz on last night and this morning, do so now. We're live at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland on WBEN. Welcome back to the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN. And before Trump speaks tonight, we're taking your calls on what happened last night and what happened this morning. Ted Cruz going up on stage, not endorsing Donald Trump. And he had that, you know, little smile, that, you know, that creepy smirk that he always has uh, when he did it. And then doubling down this morning saying, hey, this guy called my wife ugly. He called me a pussy. He said my dad assassinated JFK. He's been calling me lying Ted for the last six months. I'm not just going to endorse him. Why would I do that? We're looking for your thoughts. Rick in Hamburg, you're on WBEN. Rick, are you there? All right, sorry to hear uh, Rick. Rick, he was on hold for such a long time. Poor Rick. We'll go to Al and Amherst. Al, you're on WBEN. Hi. I think that Cruz did a very courageous thing. And uh, as more than I can say for all the other Republican politicos who did not come to the convention and don't have the courage to say that they would not endorse Trump either. I don't think he's his political future. Either. Well, here I'll let you continue in a second, but here's the big difference. They weren't invited. Cruz was. Well, I guess Kasich was invited, and he decided to sit it out, but he wouldn't have been invited to go up on stage, I don't think, because people would have known, and they were just expecting something else for, from Cruz. All right. I guess you had nothing to say to that, Al, but uh, it, it, it just amazes me how people will get so upset if the guy doesn't believe it, why would you want him to say it? They're just empty words if he doesn't believe in what he's saying. Mike in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. 
Mike, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's on your mind? Okay, first of all, it doesn't matter if that was a silly oath or not. He gave his word. He gave his oath. And like the, the establishment that's been in Washington, he turned his back and, and, and ignored his word. He broke his word. Well, what would you have him do if he went up on that stage and said, uh, I endorse Donald Trump for president, and he didn't mean a word of it? Would you rather have had him say that? Then why did he make the? Then why did he take the oath? If he knew in his heart he didn't mean it, why did he take it? Well, the no. the big reason why everyone did it then was because they didn't want Donald Trump right going against them. But in in the event that he lost the Republican primary. But he could have. He still could have said, "No, I'm not taking that oath." And he could have, and he should have. I, I just don't, I, I look at that as a silly piece of paper. I look at it as something you would do in middle school. I, I pledge that I'm going to be a, aligned with you. I, I won't go back, you know, no takesies, backsies, or anything like that. Well, well, I, I don't look at it as serious. I would rather have somebody say what they believe in than just go with the party line. Then, then, then you think, like, the Pledge of Allegiance, if somebody doesn't, totally mean it then they shouldn't say it or they shouldn't they shouldn't give what's the point i mean uh, this this is a topic for a whole nother show point. but you you go to uh, a lot of things b- begin with the pledge of allegiance uh, they begin uh, in the convention hall every day with the pledge of allegiance they begin school days with the pledge of allegiance i know why it's there and guess what every about 50 percent at least half of the people who are sitting there saying it it's like in church right. uh, every Sunday. You have people, they say the same things over again. How many people are actually thinking about uh, what they're saying? They're just kind of going through the motions. I know. I, in church, I fall asleep. I know. But that, <laughs> right. that's something different. That's not, the man gave his word. That's, it, he did what politicians do. Just like when he stood up, he knew he was going to run for president. When he stood up... And he uh, he filibustered that 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 in 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 the Senate. He knew he he knew that would look good. He's calculating just like a and any politician. Hey, I I agree with that. I today is the first time I would have ever said that Ted Cruz didn't look like a typical politician. Mike, thank you for the call. I I just think that if he has 2020 in mind. I mean, you heard Michael Caputo here say it. You heard every political pundit who was on our radio station today say the same thing, that he just doesn't have a prayer now because of what he did last night. I can't believe that he would be oblivious to that fact, that making the entire Republican National Convention boo him off the stage would be a good thing for his 2020 hopes. John in Newfane, you're on WBEN. How you doing? Uh, I think Ted Cruz uh, did what they expected Ted Cruz to do. I don't think anybody that was who invited him was shocked that he did not endorse Donald Trump. Uh, had they done that, like Tucker said, they would have vetted his speech or what have you. I, I, I don't think they expected him to bow down and kiss the ring. As much as Donald Trump is a movement, Maybe not to the caliber and size of Donald Trump. There's a movement that Ted Cruz is leading, and it may not resonate in 2016, but it will. 
in 2020. Uh, and another point being is if he had done anything other than that, his supporters would would feel sold out. And I think the loyalty to them, and, and like you had said, if anybody insulted your family, whatever, Donald Trump has been forgiven and forgotten for a thousand things he has said. If they can't move on from this in 2020, in four years, after the 1,000 things Donald Trump stuck his foot in his mouth and was forgiven and, and survived and his poll numbers went up, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's going to be the case in four years from now for Ted Cruz. I think he'll be fine. All right, John, over in Newfane, thank you very much. I think it is a little different, though, comparing uh, what Cruz did last night to everything Donald Trump has done on the campaign trail. Donald Trump, take something like Melania's speech from Monday night. Do you even remember what I'm talking about when I'm referencing Melania's speech from Monday night? Things like that blow over pretty easily. Uh, a lot of things Donald Trump said on the camp campaign trail will not be remembered uh, a week from when he said it, a month from when he said it. I'm sure Hillary Clinton will try and uh, bring all of that up and bring it back. But as far as the news cycle, it's uh, what's new, what's new, what's new. You're not talking about everyday Americans, though. You're talking about the Republican Party. Uh, maybe Donald Trump showed that you don't necessarily need the support of the Republican Party to uh, get the nomination. But Ted Cruz is no Donald Trump, and he's going to need that support if he really wants to run in 2020. So uh, I get what you're saying there, that people are easy to forget, but... You're not talking about just people turning on the TV, turning us on and hearing the latest soundbite. You're talking about people who work in the party and who are going to hold a grudge against Ted Cruz. Karen in Kenmore, you're on WBEN. Hello, yes. Karen from Kenmore? That's you. What's on your mind? Yes. I, well, I, it, the phone went out for a second and I couldn't hear you. Uh, I think that... Uh, Cruz did exactly what he was supposed to do, not for Trump, but for the Republican Party, unfortunately. The good old boys network, the group that does not want Trump to win, they would just as soon let Hillary Clinton get in for four years and hope that in 2020 they can put Ted Cruz or someone just like him up for the election. Uh, they want Trump out of there. Uh, half of the people who normally would go to the Republican convention didn't go this year. They're sitting at home plotting. And this works perfectly in with their system. Uh, yes, he did keep his oath, but it wasn't to Donald Trump. It was to the Bushes, to the others who were uh, going for the election, who wanted to become a candidate, uh, unfortunately. And uh, I think it's going to work. I think there are enough Republicans who are going to pull out and uh, say, well, we'll hang this one up. We'll let her in for four years and go 2020. Uh, I, I hate to see this. I really do, because I think we're, we're headed really in the wrong direction. And uh, if she's getting in for four, she'll get in for eight. Uh, All right, I, Karen, thank you very much for the call. I'm sorry to cut you short, but we, uh, we're running low on time, and we have a, a lot of people still to get to. You could very well be right. I personally don't think there's enough 
uh, people. I think enough people have gotten on Trump's bandwagon, and I think you'll see that with his speech tonight and the big celebration that will follow, that there's not maybe enough of that contingent of the party to rely on uh, for 2020 hopes. Rick, you're on WBEN. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Rick. What's on your mind? Thank you. I, I, I want to try to do my, de- my, my very best to intelligently argue why Ted Cruz failed me as a taxpayer. Go at it. Nice. He does not represent my state, but he is an elected official. I'm a registered Republican, and I went out to the general election, and I cast my vote. And when he didn't follow through and tow the party line, that's so terrible to say because I recognize that's so hazardous. But in this this election, it is so important that the Republicans finally pull their things together and speak in unity to say all of the damage that has been done over the past years, we have to change this. We have to change it together. Right, but Rick, he'd be speaking in unity just to speak in unity. They'd be words that uh, he didn't believe in. And he didn't want to say. I, w- is that what you really want to hear? As a military guy, occasionally you have to walk the line. And I do respect what you're trying to say. I, I, I truly do. I truly do. But as a military guy, occasionally you have to do lockstep. And we have definite proof that the past eight years of that lockstep has been a failure, a complete failure. And it's not even a Republican-Democrat argument anymore. It's an American argument. There are very responsible Democrats out there. There truly are. I'm not arguing Republican-Democrat. I am arguing somebody needs to step up and put us back on track. And I, it's very cliche, America is great again. I, I almost don't even enjoy that platform. But the spirit of it is authentic. And the past eight years have taken us to the brink of extinction. And I do feel, as a taxpayer, and I do pay a lot of taxes, <laughs> that Ted kind of failed me. He might have some valid argument somewhere along the way, but in the better interest of all of us, I would have preferred that he would have stepped up and said, I'm not terribly happy with this, but it's how it turned out. I am a registered Republican. We know that what we have tried for the past eight years was a dismal, irresponsible failure. I'm going to back him up, and if it fails, we'll work through it again. But at least we made an attempt collectively to try and repair the damage. Not naming names. I'm responsible that way. But there's been a lot of damage that's been done between trade, between the military, between our internal security, homeland security, everything, 
has been completely damaged, and everybody, Republican and Democrat, is at serious risk. All right, Rick, I appreciate the call. You know, if Ted Cruz went up on stage and said exactly the words that you just said, I think I, I would have thought the same about his speech. I think he really conveyed the same message, though. He, he basically said, without saying the words, he basically said, yeah, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. He didn't give his full-fledged endorsement, but he did put that across that he was going to vote for Donald Trump because he is the candidate who best exemplifies uh, what I believe in. He just didn't give the full endorsement. And I think for the first time, he sounded like a real person. Hey, we're live at the Republican National Convention. Donald Trump still to come in his uh, acceptance speech for the nomination. You will hear that, of course, in its entirety live right here. Until then, we're taking your calls. Brian Mazarowski from Cleveland on WBEN. He's a man, such a man, such a man, he's a real, a real man's man. I can't think of a better song to play. Do you think Trump will use this? He might try to, although someone will point out online that it was uh, first used for an, a native of Great Britain, so maybe it wouldn't work out. We're taking your calls here on WBEM. We're live from the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. What did you think about Ted Cruz's comments? He's always seemed like the most politician-y politician, if that's a phrase that can be used. Except for last night and this morning, he actually seemed like a real person, basically saying, you can't call my wife ugly and then uh, expect me to turn around and say, yeah, I'm fully behind you. Chris in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. Yes, what I'm disappointed in Cruz about is I think this man has made many great points, many articulate points about the Iran deal and the debates. He's a great debater, Obamacare, amnesty. And the criticism of him was that he was a jerk, he was hard to get along with, he was unreasonable, he was selfish, and he gave credence to all those charges by what he did last night, I think. And that bothers me because I think it tarnishes a little bit of this message. And well, listen, the, the only reason, and people did say all those things about Ted Cruz, and the only reason that he made it as far as he did was because he was running against Donald Trump. Well, I think he was also running against the establishment, and he was, like Trump, kind of an anti-establishment candidate, so he had some popularity. And I think he was a very good debater. That's what impressed me about him, and I was generally supportive of Cruz. I think he could also have accomplished both, preserved his family's honor and at the same time supported Trump. And he could have done that by saying, you know, we had some heated words, Donald and I. I was deeply offended. And... There's really no alternative in this election. Hillary Clinton is simply going to be a disaster for the reasons that we've stated, and therefore we need to vote for Donald Trump. And if, well, listen, he could have said that, but if he doesn't believe it, why would you want him to? Well, I think he believes that he's, uh, you know, uh, I think 
he, he, he hinted, in essence, that he was going to vote for Trump. And if you go up there and you say, kind of, and support all the positions that Trump supports, I think you can make the point that you're not happy about what he did, and at the same time, you're, uh, you know, saying that you're going to support him, you can, you can say both. I mean, that's the way I would have approached it if I was him. Understandably, you know, Trump bears some blame in this because some of the things that Trump said put Cruz in this position. You know, you, if you call some guy lying Ted for three months and you, you know, do the things he did with his wife and then say his father's connected to the Kennedy assassination, you're kind of asking for something like this to happen to some extent, particularly with somebody that has a lot of pride like Cruz. But notwithstanding that, I think he made a mistake. And he could have he could have handled it a different way that would have preserved his honor, preserved his family's honor, but at the same time would have made the points why we can't have Hillary. All right, Chris in Buffalo, uh, thank you for the comments. I uh, I just don't see how you can uh, do both at the same time. And if you can in any way do both at the same time, that's pretty much what he did. Now this morning, he kind of doubled down on the not endorsing part and didn't really emphasize the I'll still vote anyway part. But I, I think in the speech he did exactly that and you know maybe the crowd reaction made it seem otherwise. But he did basically say I will be voting for Donald Trump. John and Clarence. John, you're on WBEN. Yes, um this is John from Clarence. Um my point is with Ted Cruz he lost. I think he's upset that he lost, but not everybody wins. There's only one winner. Um, all the other ones that were up there, the 17 altogether, they've all lost except for one, which is Donald Trump. Um, Pull together. What is the enemy now? The enemy now is Hillary Clinton. Hillary is the one to defeat, so we don't have a third term of Obama. If we don't pull together as a Republican Party and all these <clears throat> people that ran, the party's going to fall apart. And you sit home and don't vote. That's, that's dumb. All right, John. Uh, sorry we have to cut you loose. We're running short on time here. Uh, thanks for the thoughts. I, listen, at the bottom line, I think if you uh, invite somebody up to speak who you called Lion Ted for a good six months, eh, maybe you should know what to expect. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to take ABC's coverage live uh, throughout the rest of the night here on WBEN. That will include Ivanka Trump. That will include Donald Trump. Of course, a full recap. If you can't stay awake for Donald Trump, we'll have it for you in the morning. John and Susan, a full recap of what went on tonight, the highlights, what you needed to hear Thank you for sticking with me all week. Uh, my night isn't done yet. I'm about to head to the floor, see what uh, he has to say, and then uh, we'll be back, of course, and bring you all the latest uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, if you stick with us throughout the night, you'll hear it all live. Thank you once again from the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. I'm Brian Mazarowski on WBEN.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 